You are listening to the Mythical Jesus Podcast, taking the Christ of faith seriously. A podcast that dives into faith development, cognitive development, using Jesus as the framework for that. We dive deep into the Jesus of the New Testament, showing him as the preeminent example of development and what that development looks like. Buckle your seatbelts. Sit back, enjoy the ride. This is going to be a lot of fun because diving into the Jesus narrative has never been done like this before. You can visit our website at christoffaith.org. On the site, you will find tools, resources, documents to help you in your faith development and to better understand Jesus, the teacher, and his role in that. And now, on to what you've been waiting to hear. Come thou fount of every blessing. Welcome to the Mythical Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Real. Today we're in Mark chapter 4, verse 21. We'll be reading through verse 25. Mark 21 starts, Then Jesus asked them, Would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open, and every secret will be brought to light. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then he added, Pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. You see, when someone has the ability to speak truth to power, the only way it has an effect is if the information has an opportunity to have a seat at the table. So often, we have wise voices around us. And for various reasons, either we like to hear ourselves talk, which I'm guilty of, otherwise I wouldn't be doing a podcast. We like to hear ourselves talk. We've got rules in our tribe for how things are to be said and what's to be done. And so anything different than that has to be squashed. We have mechanisms that give us reasons for why we don't listen to others who have views that are different, why we deflect, why we dismiss, why we put distance between those people with those ideas and our ears. The only way someone with wisdom can have an effect on us and others is if they have an opportunity to have a seat at the table. Often when someone has a new idea, they're not asking that their idea be accepted, although they obviously personally think their idea is right, just as much as someone else in the room or many others in the room think their idea is wrong. Sure, People have their biases and allegiances to their own ideas. But what people want, what they recognize is necessary, is that their voice has to have a seat at the table. There can be other settings at the table. There can be other places, other seats, other opportunities for others to be heard. But when you say your position is not welcome here, you do injustice It is when there is a diversity of ideas that the best ideas come to the surface. We need to provide a seat at the table for different views. 
The truth only need be set along with other perspectives and views to begin to be understood as the truth. Often, when we are in a binary mindset, we are easy to fall into black and white, either or thinking. So when it comes to hearing different views, we often find ways to dismiss those views that are counter to the views we hold. They threaten us. Yet the truth need not be imposed as the only seat at the table. Instead, the truth only asks that it be permitted a space alongside other views. When we have truth to offer, we need only make it one seat among many seats at the table. Notice, too, that while we think the truth stands on its own, like if I'm in a room of people and I speak a truth, like for instance, if I say, it is not okay to be racist. We like to think within ourselves that that truth will hold its own ground with everyone in the room. That's not the case. That's a binary way of understanding this process. The process that's true is that when we place truth into the room, when there is a room of people who all come from different experiences, who all come from different walks of life, who hold various prejudices, who hold various bigotries, who hold various allegiances to certain ideas and perspectives. When we place a truth into the room, and so again, for example, if we place in the room, it's not okay to be racist. We like to think that immediately everybody goes, yeah, 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 racism is bad. Let's all not be racist. And everybody walks out of the room not being racist anymore. The truth doesn't work that way. As Jesus points out, the truth sits within us. It stirs. It moves. Various people in that room move at various rates. When we place a truth into the room, so when we use this idea of racism, when we say, like, let's go back to the United States in the 1950s, in the 1960s, in the 1970s. And as we look at it moving from then all the way up to now, we recognize that when you place a truth into the room, that there is resistance at various levels from all people, and there's various levels of acceptance from all people. And all of us, over time, have to wrestle. And some of us move very, very little And some of us move a lot and some of us die and then our children pick up that movement and they move a little or a lot. Truth, when placed into the room, often needs decades, if not centuries, to take hold. Later on, as we move through this podcast, we'll come to see that perhaps when Jesus spoke of the kingdom of God, he was in fact talking about us as humans collectively leaving ethnocentricity and tribalism and finding our way into something greater where God's love is manifest between all of us. And when you recognize the time needed for such an idea to move within all of us, to move across the breadth and expanse of time and space, We begin to understand even deeply true ideas often take centuries before they start to 
show themselves as having taken hold, and then centuries more before those ideas are in full effect. Do not kid yourself. Do not fool yourself into thinking that because you have a truth, that such truth will be welcomed by others with open arms and that they will, they will willingly set down their comfortable false ideas. That's not how such works. I want to close this section simply by recognizing that we still, even knowing the difficult process it takes for truth to take hold, that it's still important to be vulnerable to speaking your truth and to speaking the collective truth out into those spaces. I want to wrap up with one other scripture. It's Mark chapter 4, 26 through 29. 26, he also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day. Whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces again, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. This is connected to the first half. You see, the good we do, the truth we tell, the seeds we scatter, they have an effect around the clock even when we are distant from those seeds, even when we are asleep. Our positive actions are ripples in the water. And even after our eyes sense that that ripple has reached its conclusion, it has not. That ripple is having an effect throughout time and space. You're creating ripples every day, both good and bad. Those ripples are the only true eternal thing you leave behind when you're gone. We like to think, what if I'm rich? What if I have this? What if I have that? What if I do this with my kids? What if I do that with my, my friends? The only thing that goes on when you think about, let's go three generations later, four generations later. Do I know my parents? Absolutely. Do, not, do I know my grandparents? Yeah, but I know them less. Do I know my great-grandparents? I know of them, but I don't know them. Do I know my great-great-grandparents? No. I only know the stories I'm told, but I don't know who they are. I don't know them at their core. I don't know them one degree at their core. The only eternal influence we have on this world, the only thing that is everlasting, is the ripples that we send out and the effect that they will have centuries later. Be brave. Speak your truth. Put your truth out into the world. Until next time, this is the Mythical Jesus Podcast at ChristofFaith.org. Fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing.